Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Morrow, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Morrow, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like more support in managing your emotional eating so you can maintain a healthy weight for good, then I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. On this call, I will share with you the exact blueprint you need to manage your emotional eating. There is no obligation on this call, but if you would like to continue working with me, I would be happy to show you what that would look like. Now, I only open up a few of these calls each week, so if you would like support in reducing your cravings, then head on over to the show notes and follow my calendar link to book a call. Okay, my friends, onto our topic for this episode, and I am asking the question, what is food freedom? And I'm very excited about this episode. I'm not going to lie. Food freedom has been a buzzword floating around the gram and in the health sphere lately, and you may be getting some confusing explanations of what exactly food freedom is. So I want to clear up some things on this episode and let you know what food freedom really is and what it is, what it is not. (laughs) That was hard to say. While prepping for this episode, I simply made a list of what food freedom is and another list of what food freedom is not. So I'm going to read the list. Um... I want to say bear with me, but I'm thinking don't laugh at me. (laughs) I'm going to read this list, but then I'll go into more detail and depth about each of these. Okay, so what food freedom is. Um, Ditching diet culture. Attuning into your hunger and fullness cues. All foods have a place in your diet. Taking morality out of your diet so there's no good foods or bad foods. Having a healthy relationship with food, all foods have a place in our diet, letting go of the all or nothing mindset and healing our emotional eating. No guilt or shame around emotional eating. Um, Tools to manage your emotional eating, letting go of comparison, and that includes food and body. Honoring your body and choosing foods that feel good in your body. Enjoying ice cream or any treat, right? Those of you who listen to my podcast know I love ice cream. Um, eating foods from your culture, respecting your body. Um, It could be a spiritual journey to overcome eating disorders, food addiction, overeating, or other struggles with eating and food. It's a positive, judgment-free relationship with food. It's self-trust around food and the choices you make. It can include intuitive eating and mindful eating. It's letting go of anxiety and stress around food. It's not being perfect with your food and being okay with that. It's not feeling controlled by food. And knowing that your worth is not tied to what you eat. It's really the attitude behind feeding your body intuitively without feeling like your choices are driven by diet culture. So we're not influenced by diet culture, but we are intuitively feeding our body and nourishing our body. Right? Okay. Now, I know that's a lot that I just shot at you. 
So I want to summarize food freedom as best I can. Food freedom is a philosophy around food where you don't have shame or guilt around what you eat. You have a healthy relationship with food. You don't see food as good or bad. And what you eat is not tied to your worth. In food freedom, all food belongs. You choose foods that feel good in your body, which can include salad and ice cream. And you listen to your hunger and fullness cues to guide how much and when you eat. Now, I hope that if you have listened to my previous episodes, that this is starting to make sense. As a lot of these concepts and ideas I share and teach about are in these previous episodes. So now that I shared with you what food freedom is, I want to share with you what food freedom is not. Don't worry, the list is not as long. It's a lot shorter. Um, (laughs) What food freedom is not, okay? Eating whatever the heck you want, eating only whole foods, counting calories or macros, meal plans, a weight loss program, being a perfect eater, um, an excuse to eat unhealthy food all the time, an excuse not to care about your body and health, a fad diet, a marketing tactic for diets, or restricting food. Okay. I'm worried that diet companies are going to grab onto the term food freedom and disguise their products as promoting food freedom. Like that's my big fear. So buyer beware. Food freedom is a philosophy and a way of looking at and being around food. It's not a product. A product is not going to give you food freedom. Okay. So why food freedom? Why is this coming up? Why is this popular? Why is it showing up on social media? When we buy into diet culture, we are fed a problem so that we can then solve it. And the problem is usually that we're too heavy, right? We weigh too much or our stomach is too big. Um, We should wear a smaller size. We should fit in. Right? Diet culture creates a problem so that we turn to them, the diet industry, to solve the problem. We start a fad diet, counting calories, restricting food, or following a stringent meal plan or shake program or dehydrated food. That's a real thing, my friends. Um, and this restriction can only last for so long. Right? These meal plans are not created to be sustainable. They are created so that you lose weight quickly. But what they don't tell you is what to do afterward, right? After the meal plan, after the cleanse, after the challenge, after you lose the weight, how do you sustain this weight loss? With diet culture, you don't care or they don't care about your longevity and sustainability or your relationship to food, right? They just want you to lose weight and to do it fast by drinking this shake, eating this food, following this restrictive meal plan. And when we can take the rest- when we can't take the restriction anymore, that's when we overeat, right? We eat what we weren't supposed to be eating, and we actually eat a lot of it, right? Then we feel shame and guilt about overeating and our lack of willpower to stay on the plan. Since we know that diet culture doesn't have our best interest at heart, and they are only there for the dollar signs, right? Then we need to shift our perspective. 
we need to change our mindset and realize that diet culture is not serving us. It's not serving your relationship to food. It's not serving your emotional eating. And it's not serving your body confidence. Cue food freedom, right? Food freedom is a philosophy rather than a specific diet or way of eating. It is a way to look at food and guides you to incorporate all foods, right? To let go of guilt and shame around eating certain foods, to give you freedom of eating what you want in amounts that serves you without feeling ashamed. Food freedom frees you from feeling controlled by food. It frees you from feeling judged or judging yourself for what you're eating. It takes the correlation of what you eat and your worth out of the picture. You learn to listen to your body, which diet culture has trained you not to listen to. You recognize and honor your hunger and fullness cues. You eat food that feels good in your body. And that might be a salad one day and it might be some ice cream another. Or you could have those on the same day in the same meal. It doesn't matter. You respect your body and you build body acceptance and body confidence with food freedom. Now, if food freedom sounds like something you'd like to try out, then I want to support you fully. I am 100% fully supportive of this philosophy of food freedom. I cannot say enough about food freedom and how it has helped me step away from being a prisoner of diet culture. So I have a few strategies for you if you would like to start practicing food freedom. Okay, so grab your pen and notebook. How to start practicing food freedom. First thing, work on unlearning the idea that foods are either good or bad, right? We have this thought of like, okay, the ice cream's bad, the salad's good. Instead, focus on the purpose that food serves at a given moment right? Food can be fuel. It can be pleasure. It can be energy. It can be culture. It can be art. It can be connection or nourishment, right? Food serves different purposes. Let go of the good or bad. Food is just food. I always like to say the brownie did not wake up one day saying, Ooh, I'm going to be bad today. I'm going to go make her eat me, right? Like, no, it doesn't work that way. It's our thoughts around the food. We have created this thought or this idea that the brownie is bad and therefore we shouldn't eat it. And if we eat it, we are bad. Okay. So work on unlearning the idea of foods that are, that foods are either good or bad. Okay. Next, remove the idea of morality from foods. Your worth is not tied to what you eat. In fact, it has nothing to do with what you eat. You are 100% worthy no matter what you eat. So understand that you're not a bad person for eating pleasurable food and that food choices should not make you feel inferior or superior to others, right? It works both ways. I'm eating really healthy, so I'm a good person. And you might think that you're better than other people who are not eating healthy. It doesn't work that way, okay? Okay. Your food choices, they should not make you feel guilty, shameful, or regretful. 
Next, give yourself permission to enjoy pleasurable foods regularly. Okay, I know this is counterintuitive to diet culture, but I want you to enjoy pleasurable foods regularly. (laughs) This way you won't feel out of control around certain foods. So allow treats in your everyday meal plans and enjoy them, right? When you do this, you are letting go of restricting certain foods and magic happens. You stop overeating these foods. I, in fact, just met with a client who I've been working on with this, right? She wanted to not eat the ice cream and then she would go take a bite and then she would not want to eat the ice cream and then she'd go take another bite. And this happened over and over throughout the night until she had eaten a lot of ice cream. And I said, what would happen if you just scooped yourself a serving of ice cream, allowed yourself to enjoy it and enjoy it? And so she did that. And it changed her perspective on food. She had the ice cream and she enjoyed it and she was satisfied. No guilt, no shame, right? Okay, next, focus on health-promoting habits, right? Things like staying hydrated and engaging in physical activity that you enjoy. Focus on the non-scale victories, like how do you feel? How is your energy? How is your sleep? How are your relationships, your mental health, or spirituality? These aspects of your health are so important and are often overlooked when thinking about our health. You know, we think about our health and we just think about our weight, right? Next, tune into your inner or internal cues, such as emotions and feelings of fullness and hunger, right? Rather than simply the external cues of eating, such as like, okay, it's been a while since I've eaten, or it's this specific time of day, I need to eat now, or this plan is telling me to eat six times a day, and then this plan is telling me to eat three times a day. No, okay? Let go of those external cues of people telling you when you should eat and how much, and tune into your physical hunger and fullness cues, okay? Next, eat slowly without distractions and savor your food, right? Practice mindful eating. This is such a game changer. Stop, take a break, put your phone down, turn off your screens, and simply focus on what you are eating. You are going to enjoy the experience, right? You are going to be present. Your brain is going to recognize, I am eating food. I am tasting food right? And you get so much more enjoyment and pleasure out of it than when you are scrolling social media or watching Netflix, okay? And lastly, focus on how a food makes you feel and choose more foods that make you feel good, okay? So for instance, gluten doesn't feel good in my digestive tract, so I choose not to eat it very often, right? Foods like chickpea pasta make me feel much better. So I use that when I want pasta, right? Find what foods feel good in your body and eat more of them. Now, food freedom is not just a light switch. You can turn on and all of a sudden you are practicing food freedom, okay? It takes time to shift your mindset around food and to let go of diet culture and everything you've learned from that experience, Um, from your experience 
experiences of dieting and losing and gaining weight. So emotional eating isn't something you just turn off. So take this process slowly. Know that it won't happen overnight. Try one thing that I suggested in this podcast and choose to work on it daily. Some days you will totally nail it and other days you won't. And that's okay. You don't need to be perfect at it. In fact, I share this concept in episode 80, how to make your habits stick, where you don't need to be perfect to create new habits. You just need a majority, right? That's 51%, my friends. You just need to do it 51% of the time to have that majority. So stick with it and keep working on one strategy, then add in another. And soon you will see the magic of food freedom. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, then I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher in the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I share why I still eat emotionally. Don't want to miss it, my friends. Okay. Bye.